eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Glad that you are along for the ride. I haven't had a chance really since the beginning of the year uh, to talk a little bit about the Chicago sky. Last night was crazy because I found myself in a place, and I, I took notice of it. I found myself in a place where I was watching the Chicago Red Stars on ESPN News and the Chicago Sky playing on ESPN2. Now, I have a, a, a personal attachment to the Red Stars because one of my former students, Sarah Gordon, plays for the Red Stars. So whenever I can see them on TV, I like to support. And I'm, I'm glad that they got a big goal late. And I also ordered a ton of Chicago Red Stars gear last night. I need that kit. I need that blue kit with the Red Stars. And then the, the Sky were playing in a playoff game last night against Phoenix, who's got the GOAT. In Diana Taurasi. Although, can I just say that last night I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, Taurasi is definitely the GOAT. And then on the halftime show, Cheryl Swoops is there. And I'm like, well, maybe it's Cheryl Swoops. And then I was going, well, maybe it's Tina Thompson. And then they were talking about Spoon getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. So I found myself stuck. I was going to throw out a Twitter poll, but I didn't. Anyway. The sky dominated Phoenix in the game, and it was fun to watch you, and I, I joked they, they had tempoed them to death. Now, granted, Tarazi wasn't playing. Brittany Griner got hurt at the, towards the end of the first half, and she wasn't quite herself in the second half. But that being said, the sky put an absolute hurting on, on Phoenix, 105-76. to And if you haven't had the chance to watch Diamond DeShields play, you really, really should because she's different. You know, my, my boy Alex Brown says it all the time when he's talking about guys that, that, that this guy is a little different. Well, th- this woman is a little different. When you watch her run the floor, and, and she's the, the daughter of Delino DeShields, she comes from a family of athletes, and you can see it when you see her run the floor. She's not the only reason that you should be watching, but if you want to watch a dynamic player and a dynamic scorer, Diamond to Shields is it. I'm also a big fan of Courtney Vandersloot because she's got that eyes in the back of her head type thing going on from the point guard position, and that's a lot of fun to watch. She finds players, man. She she finds players, and it's cool. So Tony and I, Tony was actually at the game last night, 
Tony and I have been working on wanting to cover the sky more. And we know that our time is limited and we know how finicky our audience is on the score. But we know that there are people who love the sky. And considering that they're now moving on to face Las Vegas in, in a one-game elimination, I felt that it was appropriate to, to do a Loho Daily on the sky today. So I got their head coach. Actually, Tony did. But he's going to be on the podcast, James Wade, the WNBA Coach of the Year. This is our interview. We sat down and talked about a lot of things about, like, the ceiling for Diamond to Shields and, and kind of the, the way that WNBA players have to, to – still go overseas to make money. And we we talked about I, what I think for hardcore Sky fans is going to be really interesting is how they're going to deal with the bigs of Las Vegas, specifically Liz Cambage, because that was a thing before. So enjoy this episode. If you're a Sky fan, uh, I hope you enjoy this. If you're not a Sky fan, I hope you listen to it. Because it's a really cool story that's happening over at Wintrust Arena in the South Loop. Sky are advancing in the WNBA playoffs. This is my conversation with their head coach, WNBA Coach of the Year, James Wade. Congratulations on, on the win last night. That was a lot of fun to, to sit down and watch. Well, what do you think was the difference in the game? Uh, I, I think uh, the fact that, you know, we, we made their catches difficult and, and we were able to get stops and, and, and uh, get out in transition. I think that's what, you know, when we can get out in transition, that that's what we like to do. And so we were able to do that, um, particularly uh, later, I mean, later on in, in the first quarter and, and going through the game. So uh, I, I think that was pretty good for us. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I wrote on Twitter last night was you tempoed Phoenix to death. I mean, they, they I, obviously they're playing without Diana Taurasi. They, they're playing with a hurt Brittany Griner, but you, it seemed like your tempo made them really uncomfortable. Yeah, we wanted to move the ball, uh, and we 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 wanted to you know get the ball up the floor quick, and then get the ball uh, swinging from side to side quick and uh, or inside out, and uh, that's what we were able to do uh, without having too many turnovers. So that was a good thing for us. One of your players, I think, is is super dynamic in in the transition game, and that's Diamond DeShields, and Diamond ends up with 25 points and, and four rebounds. I don't know if there's another player like her in transition. Why is she so good at transition basketball? I mean, she's, she's such a gifted athlete. You know, she comes from an athletic family, and I, I think it's in her DNA. She, she works hard, but some, some things she has she can't teach, you know. And, uh, you know, you see her, it's like she's running. Uh, she looks like a track runner. Uh, when she's when she's running in transition because she just accelerates and just passed by everyone. Um, so, I mean, she's gifted athlete, and uh, for her to be so uh, not only acrobatic but so skilled uh, with that, it, it, it it's a great combination of tools for, for a WNBA player. When you have a player that that's that gifted athletically, what things do you have to make sure of to make sure that they're they're playing the game the right way and they're living up to their potential? I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of game study. Uh, but you know, someone that gifted, you don't want to hold them back, and you just have to hone their talents a little bit and, and uh, kind of fit it with the other players. Uh, so you know, sometimes uh, you, you let her play, and sometimes you you coach that skill too to kind of you know uh, 
compartmentalize uh, how, where, where, when, and where to exploit, you know, the players that she's she's playing against. Phoenix coach Sandy Brundello last night said that she thinks the Diamond Shields could end up being the best player in the league. Is is that a fair assessment? I think it's fair. She has that potential. Uh, and, and Diamond said, you know, I have a long way to go. Uh, so it's a process to everything. And uh, what we're doing is we're just, you know, uh, focused on the process so that she can one day get there and then, you know, sustain it. So, um, I mean, I, I think the potential's there. Uh, you know, now it's, it's just about playing and, and getting there and uh, being able to, you know, take a team uh, further and further uh, because, you know, that's that's what the great players do. Uh, they put teams on their back and they, they make them win. Spending a few minutes with the WNBA Coach of the Year, James Wade, here on The Score. You guys are getting ready for, for Las Vegas, but there's a, a couple more of your players that I want to talk about. I love watching Courtney Vandersloot play ball because of her anticipation when it comes to where her teammates are. And I know that that when she was first starting out that people used that against her, saying that that was a, a weakness of hers, her passing how has she turned that into a strength? And do you even marvel at some of the passes that she's able to make? Uh, yeah. I mean, her timing and her awareness, um, it's, it's just uh, it's, it's amazing. I think one thing about it, <clears throat> once you reach a certain level, the game slows down for you. And you start to see things uh, before other players, you know, start to see them. And you start to make reads and do those things. Uh, and that's what she's doing. She's actually playing on another level and at another speed uh, where the game that everybody else is playing is is slow. So she can see passes uh, that's coming. And so she's able to anticipate and uh, make good reads out of it. And uh, so that's where she is right now in her game. And uh, you see, I mean, you just see uh, greatness. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to see greatness before our eyes because she's she's done things in, in the 23 history of the league that haven't been done before. So, I mean, that's the amazing thing. You know, out of all the great players that's played, uh, she's done things that she's broken records that, you know, she's broken her own records. Uh, so that's like that's the amazing thing. You've had quite the journey to to get to this point. Was there ever a, a point when you, you're coaching in Europe, and I know you still coach over there, that you yeah. were coaching in Europe that you go, I don't know, like maybe maybe this isn't going to work out the way that I thought it would. Uh yeah, and my my coaching career is pretty young, uh you know. But it was it was a time in 2016 where, um you know I I was I I, I wasn't uh I was in San Antonio and our coach had just retired and they had hired a new a coach, and so uh it was it was just time for me to move on, and so uh, I I didn't know what you know what the future held for me. And um, I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't even know if I was going to coach in the WNBA. But, um, you know, I got some calls from some teams. And uh, fortunately enough, uh, Minnesota called. And uh, we made, you know, we made good music there with a championship and things of that nature. And uh, it just set me on a, on a path to, you know, other things and, and better things. So, um, I mean, it, it was some, you know, I had some times. I think 2016 was the main one, though. What did you learn from Cheryl Reed? Uh, you know, her attention to detail and, and how, how she pushes players. Like, she pushes players to limits that they, you know, they're not sure that they have. And she, she doesn't settle for anything uh, other than perfection. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of come up with that same, uh, you know, not, I, I don't settle for, for medio- mediocrity. And, um, you know, we just, we, we want perfection and, and we push it to its limit. And um, we, we never put a ceiling on, on, on anything. Look, I know that, that, that you play ball at a really high level. I, I've watched a lot of ball. I've broadcast a lot of games. I sat behind uh, Cheryl Reeve last year when, when the, the Sky played Minnesota, and she she is hardcore, man. Like, you're right. Like, the idea of she does not settle for mediocrity one bit. No, no. She's uh, she's tough. Uh, and I, that's why, you know, I think she's she, – she might be, if not – the best, one of the best basketball coaches, uh, period. Uh, and, and that's across all basketball uh, sectors. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of them. I've, I've been around a lot of them. And uh, she's impressive with, with the things that she does. So we go from this point of, of you having those moments where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work, to now you being WNBA Coach of the Year. How vindicating did that feel about a lot of the choices that you made? Uh, I mean, it felt good, uh, but I, I tried to, you know, um, not make choices on a whim. I think me and my family, we, we, you know, we we thought about it every, you know, every step that we took. We prayed about it and stuff like that, and you know, we just we we came to certain solutions. But I, I feel like these choices weren't really me. I felt like I was put in these situations, like I was pushed a certain way, and uh, I just took the door that. I felt like was the door for me. And uh, it's been a blessing so far because, you know, I've only been coaching for seven years. Um, so some people might think, you know, if I, I know coaches that's been coaching for, for 15, 16, 17 years, and they're still not head coaches yet. And so I'm I'm appreciative of, you know, uh, of where I am. And I know that, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate. And um, so I, I, as far as vindication, it, goes um I, I know that you know you can you can be high and be low so I just try I just try to keep a even keel um and, and not be too high and not be too low I'm, I'm excited but um uh, my, my assistant coaches they get on me they say like you you have to enjoy it and um you know I'm enjoying it but it's I guess it's on the inside saw you hug Brittany Griner last night after the game she's one of your players over in Europe what yeah. what doesn't the average fan of basketball in America understand about the journey that a lot of these players in the WNBA make from being here and being over there trying to make a, a living wage? And they, they love basketball, uh, first and foremost, and um, they love the WNBA. Uh, so, you know, like and they, some, some players, they make a lot of money in Europe, and um, they come back to the WNBA and they, they give back to the league, and I, I think it's great. And uh, I don't think they get get a lot of credit from a lot of people. I think the WNBA knows. The WNBA appreciates it. Uh, but you know, they when they leave for six months, they go play and they come back here. You know, they don't have the time to take vacations like you know NBA players do. And uh, I think it's impressive for them. You know, uh, Brittany, she plays eleven and a half months out of the year. Like she plays. You know, so um, she's probably going to take a couple of weeks off uh, here. Um, uh, and then she's going to go back back to Russia. So, um, no, I mean it's it's. I think it's commendable for them because they don't know. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know how much they they give to the game of basketball. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on that uh, 100%. So you're going to take on Vegas. What are right. the challenges of facing Las Vegas? Uh, they, they have two bigs, uh, two franchise bigs. And that's, that's yeah, I mean, we probably haven't seen that in basketball since, um, you know, since Dave Robinson, Tim Duncan, Ralph Sampson, and Elijah Wan. Like two franchise bigs that, are, that command the paint. And that you can't guard, you know, and that's 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 tough. That's tough. Um, they also have a good, a great shooter, and uh, they also have a great shooter in McBride, you know. And um, so we, it's go, it's going to be it's going to be tough for us to slow them down. Uh, it's going to be tough for us, but I mean, I think we're up to it. Uh, the one thing that we know that we have to defend the paint uh, because they're, they're they're too big. They like to be in the paint, and we have to do it without sending them to the free throw line. Liz Cambage, uh, one could argue, sometimes gets officiated like Shaq, uh, the way that she plays down there. And I know that that you've had some issues before with <laughs> with the way that she's officiated. So, so how do you express to to the officials what you think of of how they're going about making their calls without getting teed up? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we'll probably talk about it. Uh, you know, we we've sent in plays and. Uh, they've agreed on some, they've disagreed on some, but I know what I'm seeing. Uh, you know, I, I know what I see. And uh, I, it, it's clear, you know, it's clear. It's clear what's going on and, and what she's doing. So uh, she's like, I always say this, she's a great player. And I just I just felt like it's some things that she did during that game. And, you know, I, I don't think she ha- ha- has to do uh, to be a great player. And I, I don't think they're really basketball plays. Uh, but we have to deal with it, you know. Um, I think it's it's a test for us. Um, if it happens, I'm going to voice my opinion. Uh, I, I'll try not to get a technical, but I want to protect my players first, first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Well, I I appreciate you jumping on because I, I I've been trying to I've been following all season and trying to connect with you guys, and I'm very happy that that you're able to to make it into the playoffs and get a playoff win. With this season, what's the thing that you've been most proud about? Um, I, I think uh, the, the the chemistry and the way they play together. Like we, they play well together, and they get they get they get along well off the floor. And we're such a collective unit. Uh, and if you just saw us and how we react and how we are in practice, after practice, before practice, you would swear we were at a family re- reunion. You know, you would think that we were just all family and. Like it's, we've worked, we've held each other accountable, and uh, even through the highs and the lows of winning and losses, uh, we we've stuck together. So that's the thing I'm most proud of. I don't know if, if any coach in sports has to deal with this, but how do you handle the dynamic of two of your players being married? So I mean, it's good, you know, and that's that goes to them, you know, like that's it's it's been really good, and you know, we we talked earlier in in the process of me, you know, once I once I got the job. Uh, they're they're very uh, responsible to, for to the team, you know. Like they they are, you know they they are they they're married to each other, but they're also married to the team, and that, and that's been it, it's been great, you know. It's it's been great how they've how they've been how they've been leaders on our team, and you know um, how they've held each other accountable. Like it's it's not like uh, you know they 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 go off. It's no clicks on our team, so it's it's been really good. It's it it's been something where you. You haven't really, you won't notice it really. 
Good. Well, I always root for Allie Quigley. I went to DePaul, and she's a DePaul legend. So I'm glad that, that she's doing well. I'm glad that the team's doing well. Good luck to you uh, out in Las Vegas, and, and hopefully we'll get the opportunity to talk again. Thank you, Lawrence. I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you so much, man. And if you guys make it back here, I'm going to come out and watch. All right, cool, cool. Well, plan to come out. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Thanks, James. <laughs> Be All well, right. my man. All right, you too.